Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha Casper-Cook and A Good Story is a Good Story on World of Ink and Michigan Avenue Media. I haven't said World of Ink for a while, but that's who we started as. Anyway, uh, it is going to be a really good show today and I think we all need some entertainment. And I, you know, what a difference a couple weeks make. I mean, who'd have thought that this would be happening? But it is now and we have a different way of living, but we also have to date and have a life. So once this is over... What now? So we have a, just a guest to talk about that, and um, we'll be having shows, you know, throughout this time. And I think Fran Lewis and I might be adding some shows. Fran is, so I, you know, I might be at going with her on some of the shows because I think it'll be fun. And I think since all of us are going to be home, so we're going to figure out what to do here. But today we have a really good show, and um, if anybody wants to call in, they can. But um, Hopefully you're listening, but it's, if you're not, everybody knows that this is going to be on demand. So, And it, we're also on iTunes, and you can go to MarshaCasperCook.com, Michigan Avenue Media, and the shows are on forever. And so far, all the years I've been doing it, which is 10, they're all on. So that's a good thing. Uh, all right, here we go for this great topic. 50 years old and single, now what? But this is also for younger people older than 50 and it's for anybody out there because dating is tough and now it's even going to be tougher so we have just the person to talk to christine it's christina right okay i just want to make sure i get right i know you said i could call you another name but you want to talk about you want to talk about who you are and what you you know what this book is and then we're going to just go on and talk great thank you for that um introduction marcia yes i wrote a book called One Plus One is Greater Than Two, The Online Dating Guide for Women Over 50. And I just published this about four months ago. Um, I'm a widow. I sadly lost my husband when I was 48. Um, I was in technology at the time. And when I moved from California after selling our house, I moved to Texas, um, I decided I wanted to try online dating. And so I gave it a whirl. I dated for what I call two cycles, and that spanned about three and a half years. And all the while, I was noticing how many men I would have to meet online in order to have, for example, a good date in person, and how many in-person dates it took me before I met a right-fit partner. Um, And so at the end of those three and a half years, I had quite a lot of information that um, I decided I wanted to share, especially because I was noticing 
a lot of people around me, especially some of my girlfriends who were dating and just not enjoying it at all were falling out of the process altogether. So that's why I wrote the book. I just, you know, I just want, first of all, I wanted to hear, uh, are you on a cell phone or a house phone? Or I'm, I think it's a little, I know Fran Lewis, um, she had a show on this morning, and her show was also a little, um, it's muffled a little. Do you, do you yeah. hear me being muffled? Yes, I do. I hear you being muffled, too. Yeah, okay, because we were just on the phone before, and I didn't hear that till the show started, right? So right. yeah, right. Right. So I'm sure they will fix it up. They will fix it at Blog Talk because that happens sometimes. Okay, because I just wondered if you heard it because I'm hearing it too. Yeah. So all right, we'll just go. They'll. I know that they'll straighten it out soon. Okay. Well, all right. So I just wanted to make sure it's just not my phone or your phone. Yeah. No, I'm so it's probably it. not. No, I definitely okay. hear it. All right. Well, they'll fix it up. You know, they usually do when this happens. Okay. Uh, after 10 years of shows, usually it doesn't happen, but I've noticed it happened to a show I was listening to this morning. So I think so. Well, anyway, we'll just go on. All right. So this is really an interesting topic and especially interesting now. Um, we had mentioned something about, you know, when we were talking before, people are home now. So what do you think they're doing? I mean, you know, do you think they're online or do you think they're too nervous to go online now? They don't know what's going to happen, but I think maybe they are looking for relationships no matter what, and they're probably lonely, both yeah. men and women. No, I, I, yes, I totally agree. I think we're all very anxious right now and taking it day by day. Um, and I have thought about, you know, how, what is the impact of the dating process, and I think there are actually two small silver linings to this. Uh, situation right now with the virus. Um, one is for people who have not dated online before, they have a little bit more extra time. And because of the um, intensity and the feelings of isolation, possibly this might be the reason why um, they try out a dating platform. It does take a while to get your profile ready and your pictures up. Um, you're going to want to look at other people's profiles to the degree that you're able. But this is a great time because not only um, do you have an incentive, but there's no doubt since you're not commuting or traveling as much as you normally would, um, use that extra time to get up on a dating platform. And um, the second opportunity is for people who have been doing online dating. The good news is that a lot of the men out there are also at home and bored, and I suspect they're going to be much more active on the dating sites now, um, so you'll probably get a, a more activity, more connections. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so, you know, I mean, they're telling people it could be a long while. So, I mean, let's say, uh, you know, the gyms are closed now, the, you know, um, restaurants, bars, you know, all of these places are closed. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking people are really you know, they're beside themselves, you know. And so, well, you were a widow. So what was the, the reason? I mean, you were a lawyer and you had a practice. Right. And you, you know, you changed your whole life now to be an author. So I, right. you know, yeah. this is a whole different thing. I mean, although I was yeah. saying to you before that, you know, that I was an agent for years and a lot of my clients that were lawyers, they really wrote great scripts and books because you had to do briefs and things, you know, of that nature. So you were used to writing right. things, I'm sure. So now you just turned it into something different. Right. Well, um, 
so a little bit about me, um, and I'll, I'll start by saying that I think all of us have at least three careers in us, if not more. I was a litigator in Canada for eight years. I was doing murder trials, drugs, and some immigration law. Um, and I actually transitioned into marketing technology, and I did that very deliberately because I was very, very motivated to work in a collaborative environment. As you know, being a lawyer, it can be fairly confrontational depending on what kind of law you practice. And um, even though many of my colleagues were going into mitigation, uh, mitigation sorry, mediation, pardon me, um, I, um, I wanted to create a product and so I moved to Silicon Valley, California, and was fortunate enough to work for three technology companies there across about 18 years. So I did have some writing experience, of course, from law school. Um, it was fairly structured and, you know, law brief oriented. But um, throughout my time in California, I took lots of writing classes. I did a Stanford creative writing class. I took a romance writing class in Beverly Hills and... I um, was an avid reader of Natalie Goldberg's writing books like Writing Down the Bones, and I also um, kept a journal for over 25 years. So, yes, I was a lawyer, um, but oh, I you kept a journal for a long time. Oh, interesting. I did. I did. I still keep a journal, and um, I, I write in it in the morning just for 30 minutes. There's a practice that Natalie Goldberg recommends where you just write without stopping for at least three pages. And when you do that, stuff comes up if you have a question that you're trying to answer or, for example, if you're trying to gauge how you feel about somebody, just start journaling for three pages and see what, what comes up. It's amazing. Um, don't stop and start. Just keep writing. And um, I found that very helpful. Yeah, I think so, a lot of people stop. A lot so, of people start, but then they stop, you know. And yeah. You know, I think that that's, you know, a problem for writing of any style. You know, sometimes you're writing and you go like, oh, should I really be writing this? And you give it up and then, you know, um, you go back to it and then you stop and then you give it up <laughs> and then you start yeah. again. I mean, that's what happens a lot. So I think what you're telling people is just write and then then go back and look at it and see what you've written and don't stop. Right, right. But writing a journal probably kept you writing, though, too, because once you write a journal, you're used to writing, like, almost every day, probably, right? Did you keep it every day? Yeah. Yes, I I try to keep it every day. And and I want to emphasize, it is a practice to start. So the three pages that I do in the morning, pardon me, it doesn't produce, um, you know, a result that I'd want to publish. It's just kind of like getting me warmed up, and I might just be writing about what I'm smelling. Am I smelling lavender in my backyard or what I'm hearing, the dog barking or the bird singing? And and that then leads sophisticated writing style when you sit down to write a script or a book, for example. So if you, if you read my book, One Plus One is Greater Than Two, you'll see that I've deliberately put some metaphors in there um, throughout the chapters, and, and those come from my writing practice. Yes, I think practice. See, that's what you said, practice. See, that's the whole thing. You know, I think a lot of people think they can just write and it's going to turn out perfect, but as we know, that doesn't happen. We don't turn out perfect, you're, you know. Yeah. And you're, that's a problem for people right. on all levels. You know, they're expecting, you know, when you write, it's not a perfect thing. So you write and then you have to edit it later, you know. But if you stop for each time, you're never going to finish anything or, be, you know, just end it. You know, because you you have to really want to do these things also. 
you know, to write a book. I mean, you know, even if it's a small novella, I mean, I have some small novellas, and, you know, writing and just, you know, not thinking that maybe you have to write 300 pages is not a bad thing because sometimes you don't, a subject doesn't need that many pages, you know, so you're filling in stuff you don't need. So maybe if it's more edited down to a shorter version, you get the point. And people will read the book and right. enjoy it because I think nowadays they don't want to read 400 pages. Oh, you're quite right. And, um, I, you know, I was a marketer, as I said, and so my marketing experience forced me to shorten my sentences and make my thoughts more clear and present, you know, the most important first. Um, so it, you're absolutely right. And I also want to say that um, I, I left uh, technology marketing just a year or so ago, but um, I didn't leave it to write a book per se. I was very clear that I was leaving it to live a writing life, which means that I um, really commit myself to the whole process. It's it's not just, oh, the book is done and and now I'm going to write another book, but you actually have to fall in love with, you know, every part of creating the book, which includes multiple editing um, hours and learning how to market that book. I mean, marketing is is essential now. You have to market it yourself, even if you have um, a publisher. Um, they're expecting right. And you you published with Fidelity Publishing, who has done all my books, and I've known her for ten years, Robin Surface, and um, she does a great job. And I, you know, people know that I, you know, have used her, and um, the books come out really looking great. And so I, you know, what where did you know, you decided to go that route. Why? Yeah, I absolutely um, wanted to self-publish, and uh, I consider Robin a fabulous publishing partner. I was delighted working with her. She was extremely responsive and had a ton of experience. She's published over 1,200 books. The reason why I chose that route is this topic, um, online dating for women over 50, is a hot topic in in my view. And if I was waiting around for a New York publisher to pick me up maybe in 6, 12, or 18 months and then get it to market, I felt like that horse would have left the barn. Well, it could be over three years. It's over three years, and that's a long time to wait. And that is what it is. absolutely. It's not just one, two, three. Right, right, yeah. So I'm really glad that I with Robin. She did a great job. Yeah, and you know, so you're, you know, you said the right thing though. I mean, about publishing and how you get marketing. I mean, you've done marketing. You know how this is. Um, and I know people listen to this show and they're saying, "Well, how do I get my book out there?" I mean, you know, that's a problem for people. You know, and you have been putting yourself out there, so that's a good thing. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, right now, this is going to be harder than it was because you won't be able to do any, you know, engagements or libraries. You know, you're not going to be able to do any of that right now, but you will as soon as this is over, you know. And by then, you'll already be have done some things already, so you'll be w- waiting for that, you know, which will happen, you know. Yes, that's, that's you're, you're right. be happening. And I have to say, Marcia, I'm an eternal optimist, so every time I'm in what could be perceived a challenging situation. I would look for the silver lining, and I think right. that book marketing right now lives and dies in some cases based on social media. And even though I have marketing experience, I'm not a social media expert. So I am taking the time to prioritize becoming one. 
And um, I have a long list of things that I have to master. I have Facebook pages. I have a page for my book. I have a Twitter for my book. I have an Instagram for my book. I have digital marketing friends who've told me now I need to get a Pinterest. Um, Pinterest, I, and, you know what? I like Pinterest. I use it a lot. And I think in your specifically your topic will be great. It's not all women that are on Pinterest. I know people think it's all women, but it's really not. You know, and I've had men on the show, and they are on Pinterest. Pinterest is really a great place to be. It's also a lot more relaxing than any other type of marketing because while you're on there, you see other things, you know, and there's a lot of places you can place your book where you didn't think about before. It's it's a really good marketing tool. I, I like Pinterest yeah. a lot. So I do too, yeah. and the way I'm thinking about it is um, on on Pinterest, I can have one post about the seven dating guidelines that are in my book. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. That could be one picture. And then I also have started a board about fashion for women in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. I'm not necessarily a fashion expert, but I'm a clothes hound. And I think people who have come out of long marriages or who have just lost their husband might be a little intimidated about what to wear when they go on their first date. Right, it's true. And so it just helps to, yeah, it helps to have a a lot of pictures, 10 or 20 pictures of other women um, in their 60s, 70s who are are going out there um, with capris in the summer and a nice, you know, silk shirt or a scarf. Just get some little tips about how you're going to feel. You don't feel, have to. Um, you don't have to look up. exactly how old you are. You have to look how your body is and how you know what's best. And you don't have to look like you're very old by your fashions. You can be fashion updated. I like fashion too. I love it. And I have so many pictures on my Pinterest. I mean, I love it. I go on almost every day. I just love it. You know, you see nail polish, you see shoes, you know, all of those things are just little touches. I'm very big on accessories. I do believe in that. So I have a lot of accessory pages and I also have quotes from powerful women. And, you know, I think that, I think things like that, help and women knowing there are other women out there that are the same as them and their interests are the same and some of the advice is really good and they look good you know you don't have you don't have to spend a lot either sometimes on fashion you know you just have to know what you're looking for or try to be a little different sometimes it's kind of fun you know fashion should be fun i think i love fashion you and i I can tell by the sound of your voice we're both um, fashion fashion lovers. Hey, I yes. want to build on two things that you said. Uh, one is um, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Absolutely right. right. And a couple of sites um, that I found um, are all about secondhand clothes. And I tell you, I love ThreadUp.com because I like fine fabrics like cashmere, linen, and silk. And ThreadUp is a secondhand site where you can buy um, beautiful items that are high quality, not necessarily polyester, that are, you know, good fitting. And and if you don't like it, you can send it back. So that has now become um, my go-to site when I'm looking for something new that doesn't break the bank. Um, Yeah, and and there are a lot of of sites like that, though. I mean, there really are. You know, I think if you just put in certain things and you all of a sudden you just see so many other things. I think it's very – I I do. When I said relaxing, I meant that because it is. You don't think about problems. You're just kind of looking at the shoes. You know, you're not thinking about everything bad or good that – you know, you're just thinking about 
fun, I think, for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then the other thing I wanted to say, just jumping off um, your comment about fun, is is you want to dress like you're ready for fun. Because when you go on a date, um, you should be having fun. Even if the two of you don't connect as much as you were hoping or it's clear that he's not the man of your dreams or even possibly you're not the woman of his dreams, which I've experienced a couple of times as soon as I walk through the door. (laughs) You know, I've had a date look at me and I just knew I was the wrong person in his mind. Um, You can still have fun and uh, and dress like you're going to have fun. I'm a big lover of scarves and lipstick and shoes as well. So it doesn't matter. This is what I call myself. I call myself, if I go into a department store, I'm like a first floor department store person. All the cosmetics, all the jewelry's there, all the scarves are there handbags are there and that's why I always love the first floor because they never leave the first floor you know because I just think it's fun because I do believe like you do those little things even a scarf can make all the difference in the world and you know sometimes women feel you know they don't like their neck so if they just wrap a little scarf around their neck you don't see everything at the beginning you don't need to show it all you have to look good you know at and um, right. I think that sounds like what you would like to do is look good, have fun, and it may not work out, but you're there to have fun. How do the guys feel about That's that? That's right. Do you, do you think when you meet them, they're ready for fun or they're just so scrutinizing, you know, just looking you over or rather just wanting to just enjoy the night or day? You know, you know, in my view, it's, you know, you set the tone and, let me just for a brief moment refer to my dating guidelines. Um, my second dating guideline is push to the phone and limit the texting. This later affects how how it's going to go when you meet in person. So when you talk to the person on the phone, you're pre-qualifying them. You're wanting to make sure that they are who they say they are. But you also yeah. want to hear the tone of their voice, and you want to experience how they make you feel. Are they interested in you? Are they just talking about themselves? Are they low talkers? They can't talk at all, and you have to pedal the conversation. So so when you set the tone on the phone and then you later meet them in person, um, you're going to find all types of men, of course. Some of them are dying to see what you look and whether you're really the yeah. size six that they think you are. <laughs> Um, you're going to meet you're going to meet men who are very affable, easygoing. Um, but in general, I found that with me, they were there to take me out. So, and that's what they want to do. I mean, if you read any of John Gray's dating books, um, he has a great one called Venus and Mars on Dating. Um, men want to please yeah. you, and it's your job as a woman to be pleased, not critical, but be pleased, have fun, and you really do set the tone that way. I think it's one question that people might have is, okay, how much do you tell and how much do you don't tell at the beginning? You know, because sometimes, right. you know, less is more. Because, uh, they may not want right. to hear everything. Right, right. Okay, well then let me let me say this, that my book is targeted towards women who are looking for a committed long-term relationship and, of course, they therefore want to meet men who are looking for the same thing, right? So it's not a process where I'm advocating that you should be coy. Um, On the other hand, 
you don't need to lay your cards out on the table right away either. You need to get yeah. to know each other. And that, that process of getting to know each other, that's the dating journey. Or yeah. as I say in my book, the next the nectar that will feed your memory and your soul for the rest of your relationship. So yeah. Yeah. you don't you don't want to go on a four hour tell all date at the beginning. Right. Let's stretch right. that out a little bit and what I advocate is you have a 30-minute phone call to see if you're a match. Some people have some deal breakers that they want to pressure test on the phone. Um, yeah. And I have personally, you know, made hard decisions on the phone and declined um, being asked out on a date because I knew we weren't going to be a good fit when we spoke on the phone. But if, if you pass the phone test, and that's a reciprocal test, and he asks you out, um, then, um, yeah, go for coffee or a glass of wine for an hour or so. Don't make it too right. long because, again, you're right. wanting to you want to check in with yourself afterwards and, and say, hey, how did I feel? Do I really think this is possibly going to work, right? And what a lot yeah. of people have, especially when they're coming out of relationships, marriage, they're suddenly widowed, um, and they think they're ready for a new relationship, they often develop what I call relationship bias. So they they tell themselves that they're falling in love with the very first person that they meet oh, yeah. through the yeah. dating process. Right. And yeah. That, yeah. that's not a good 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 resolution necessarily <laughs> either. So no. so again not really you know, right. at the end of the day, no. not really right, because you really that's just the initial. You know, there's a lot more right. to it. Right. And you should date more than one person. In fact my third dating guideline is you should meet at least eight men in person. And I'm not talking the first eight men that connect with you on a dating platform. I'm talking the first eight men that you've talked to on the phone and you've decided that, hey, I think there's good potential here. So I think you should definitely meet, um, you know, a handful of men and see how it goes because sometimes you're, you go on a dinner date with one gentleman and he seems fine. And then a week later, you go on with on a dinner date with another gentleman, and oh my gosh, you just know that that's the right fit, right? So have you? I mean, it, like, all right, it, now people I know, there are a lot of times they're really scared for the initial date. So you, I mean, you had some bad luck. You were a widow, you know. So what? Your how was your first date? I mean, when you actually got dressed for it, what what was in your mind? You know, when you were thinking, and you already knew who you were going to go out with. Good question. I have to um, I have to think back. That was uh, about six years ago, um, and I remember being very nervous. Um, I remember going to the mall and buying um, some new clothes. Yeah. Um, I remember um, I remember telling the person that I met for coffee. I told him a little bit too much. Um, I was anxious because the. The, there were several men who had connected with me online, and they had turned out to be scammers. So, oh, that's um, a bad thing. I yeah. was, yes, yes, and I can talk more about that later if you like. But, but they were scammers. I have, obviously I hadn't met them in person because scammers can never meet you in person. You know, they're out to get money from you, and they're certainly not yeah. in your neighborhood willing to meet you at Starbucks. But this was an engineer I met um, at a at a coffee shop, and. <laughs> When he noticed that I was anxious, he asked me why, and I I was very frank, and I told him, and he said, oh, gosh, he was so sorry, and he'd actually dated somebody a year before, 
who had um, had the same experience, and sadly, she actually ended up de- declaring bankruptcy over this. Wow. So she had fallen for a scammer where um, she had not met him in person, and he had eventually gotten some money from her. So anyway, jump forward. It was a good coffee date. We ended up having a bowl of soup and talking, and um, I decided, no, this wasn't a great fit for me. He was a super nice guy. It was oh, a that's great a good beginning. Thing for an but, experience, right, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. The scammers. Well, maybe we should talk about that. You know, let's. Let, so people, you know, um, that could be a problem because I think, you know, like you were saying, uh, in you know, I've, some of the things we that I wanted to go over was, you know, because a lot of people aren't used to internet. You know, that might be might have been at a certain age that they really didn't go on the internet. They don't text. They don't do a lot of these things. So for them, everything is new. Right, yeah. and that, that's absolutely why I wrote the book for women yeah. over fifty. I did research, yeah. um, not not just you know write about my own stories, but I interviewed women in their fifties, sixties, and seventies who were single and actively dating. Some of them were having a great time. Some of them were, yeah. you know, despondent, not enjoying the process at all. But um, so, let me tell you, there are two types of scammers in my view. One is uh, simply the guy who's already in a relationship. He might be married, and he's getting a digital thrill out of the online dating platform. Um, yeah. And so I say my first dating guideline. That's an interesting guideline, way to you, put it, digital thrill. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I mean, well, and, yeah. and I, I'm not judgmental about that. I mean, I know women, too. No, right, that, it's just know, a good way to enjoy. put it. It's a good, interesting way to yeah. put that, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're looking for an exclusive long-term relationship, then I say um, in my dating guidelines, use at least one paid site. And the reason why I say a paid site is because people who aren't serious about looking for a commitment, they tend to be on the free site. That makes sense. It's so easy to get on there. Yes, I I think that's a good point. That really is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you're right. If the you're spending site, money, you might want to. Yeah, yeah, you might want. There's really a credit card it. trail. Yeah, yeah. it's it's oh, it, they're going to get caught right. sooner or later. Yeah, so use a paid site to avoid um, those people. Now that said, when you're on a paid site, and I was on one, doesn't mean you won't encounter scammers. The other kind of scammer that I say is out there are the con men. Um, some of them are offshore. Um, I, I spoke to two of the three who contacted me right at the beginning. They're, they had accents that did not align with their surnames or their stories. So there were hallmarks. Um, I'll, I'll give you three. One is um, they all wrote me right away, and they wrote me these these long, very emotional, sweet messages. Um, they called me Angel. They wanted to know how uh-huh. I how I slept. They were, you know, uh, yeah. reaching, yeah. reaching. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the second thing is they, they, they were reluctant to talk to me on the phone. Um, and when I did, as I mentioned, their acts, they had accents that were odd. Um, the third thing about them was um, they couldn't meet me. And that then became kind of my lit, litmus test for a scammer. Um, it, it's why I what my third guideline is meet at least eight men in person. You have to meet them in person. Limit yes. the texting yes. Yes. because these guys, they'll just text for months on end and they'll give you yes. every excuse why they can't meet you. It's always work-related. And the other yes. thing they do is they trump your tragedy. So if you're 
you're a widow like I was, they're a widow too, but then they'll tell you that their their child's in the hospital or their parents right. just died in a yeah. car accident. Right, um, they're giving you a whole song and dance, as they say, what that is. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, yeah. And and so if you're if you haven't experienced this and if you're emotionally vulnerable, um this can be a hurdle. I you know, I think over two hundred million dollars were lost uh, last year in online dating scams. And it's yeah. it's a silent um kind of of uh, well, crime you know, a lot of people don't want to admit they're there. Yeah, a lot of people probably don't want to admit that they did it. You know, that's the other thing. Right. You know, because it's easy to do at home in your own privacy of your house. You know, whereas you might not want to tell your friends that, oh, guess what, look what I'm doing. You might not want to do that. Because some people don't want to tell people that, you know. They they just feel it might not, you know, like people would not understand. Because that's what happens. You know, and I've met a lot of people that have actually met people and married people from online. As hard Absolutely. as it was at the beginning of all this to think that that could happen, it does happen. So that's the whole thing. At the beginning when people are starting to do this, people go, oh, how could you meet someone online? But then again, if you're going to a bar, how do you just talk to a stranger too? I mean, how do you know anything? You don't. Well, Marsha, that's exactly another reason why I wrote this book. 39% of couples are meeting online now, according yeah. to a recent Stanford yeah. study by yeah. Rosenfeld, yeah. Rubin, and Hansen. I mean, that's a study yeah. published in 2019. 39% yeah. of straight couples and 65% of gay couples. People aren't introducing their friends to to other potential mates like they used to. It's yeah. pretty much all happening online. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And that includes people in their 50s and 60s. The, the rate of online dating among them is going up, and there are more men than women on the online dating pro- uh, platforms, and they tend to be educated. Um, See, I think your rules, so, though, are even good. Your rules are good, you know, of what you did, you know, your seven-line, you know, online dating things. I mean, that's even good for younger people because they, you know, you are giving them – the option of learning what could happen. So sometimes if someone's 20 or 30, they may not think this could happen, but someone 50 might know this could happen more, you know, and this is good for everybody, actually, men too, because, you know, everybody is out there dating. So actually yep, your book are. is for everybody when you really think about it. I, I hope it, it is. could and be I've anybody. Yeah, I've noticed that men are buying the book and um, right. reading it. In fact, I I know more men that have read my book than women. Women are buying right. the book, but I'm not so sure they're reading it. But, but right. no, I well, my book is, well, you know um, why though? Intended. Another thing is men don't always understand women, so I think, and don't know what they need. So I think when you they're reading your book, they're going to figure out, well, this is what I need to do to find the right one because maybe I didn't do this with my first marriage or maybe some are not even married before. You know, what will please a woman? You know, because right. men don't know. As, you know, men sometimes they don't think about some of these things, you know, that women would like to hear from a man. You right, know, certainly right. That no, you're absolutely right. Listening listening to them, you know, so I think that's why women, men would admit, you know, would absolutely want to, you know, men would feel more comfortable dating, knowing some of the things women are looking for. Right, right. And let me, let me talk about my fourth dating guideline, which applies beautifully okay. for women and for men. It's 
I'm advocating commit to three dates when you meet someone in person. Both men and women have a habit of going on a date and eliminating a person after only one meeting because they say, quote, unquote, there was no chemistry. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think, you know, when I look back on my relationships that had a lot of chemistry at the beginning, those were not the ones that, that you know, persisted. And so my, my late husband actually, you know, he, I got, he was what I call a slow burn. I fell in love over time. <laughs> and boy, did I ever get quality. And I would say yeah. that um, about about my sweetheart now, too. I like elegant, understated, smart men, and they don't necessarily um, woo me on the first date. You know, they're, they're yeah. as critical, perhaps, of, of the opportunity as, as I thought I was. And so yeah. when I meet someone on the phone and I've decided, okay, I'd like to go out with you, and he asks me out, then I silently make a promise to myself that I'm going to give him three chances. I don't tell him but that. that's hard. I think that's that hard, though. Isn't that hard for some women? Yeah. Because, you know, even younger people or whatever, even when I was dating years ago, you know, if you didn't like him at first, you go, ah, oh, forget it, <laughs> you know. But and yeah. but I do agree with you because I think I do have some friends that even years ago, they – they went out. They didn't really like the guy at the beginning, but then by the third date, they did. Yeah, you know, they well, gave him the shot. You know, you because you're right. At the beginning, it's it's easy to say, oh no, I don't think this is right. But it is hard to get that second and third date if you didn't really care for them the first. But, right, but it's a good idea, really, maybe, to you, keep in your mind that if, maybe give them three dates. If you didn't care for him a lot, like if you go on a first date and, and you realize, oh, my gosh, this is totally wrong, well, then I would say to you, what was wrong about your process? Because did you read his profile? Did you talk to him on the phone right. for That's, 30 minutes? Yeah. Did you ask right. him important yeah. questions? Because there really shouldn't be many surprises when you meet in person. He should have made you laugh on the phone. You should have made him right. laugh on the phone. You know what he looks like unless he shows up and he's totally different from the right, picture. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I didn't get a lot of surprises. I did I did That's get good. some, um, yeah, I did get some, like, you know, unreliable energy. So, in other words, I might have talked to somebody on the phone, and then I remember this one person I met him for dinner, and he was a marathon runner, and I, you know, it just, I, I'm buxom. So, I think he was the kind of guy who wanted a size four, even though he saw my pictures and it said I'm curvaceous. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he. We were both attorneys, and I guess um, he was hoping it would be different, but it wasn't. And uh, it, you know, we still had a nice dinner, and I wished him all the best. But yeah, I mean, that's really, you know, that's the case. They're looking for whatever they're looking for. You know, I mean, and the, that I think that's one thing that's never changed, unfortunately. You know, uh, as we talked about before, because I Elizabeth Black, we had a whole group of women that did an anthology. Elizabeth Black does shows with me a lot and on um, different sizes. And, you know, I think that sometimes nothing changes when men want that most, that woman that looks fabulous, you know, and they don't even want to give another woman a second chance. And that's really something that that's why these authors wrote this, you know, that they felt like they used characters that were not so perfect and they were still able to want to have and be loved, you know. I mean, they want to find love, be loved, you know, and and I think that's still a problem for people. They want that initial, like, oh, my God, feeling and that isn't always there 
So right, like right. When it comes that's to something that's yeah, happened. Well, you know, that doesn't change a lot. And you have to, right. like in your case, all right, now you, I have to ask one question. We have to talk about the spreadsheet. Talk about that spreadsheet. What is, <laughs> why and how is really, well, i got to hear that one. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, first, I, I advocate taking a business approach. And I know that sounds cold, but the reason why I say that is because you need to have a method and you need to be disciplined. This process can have, it has risks. It has risks. So you want to um, take care with your time, protect your heart, and stay bright for the process. You want to be optimistic and be the fun woman who can have fun every time she goes out, even if it's not a great match, right? right. So in yeah. order to That's take true. business like, yeah. So, and I, we talked about scammers, and I could talk a lot about how to waste time texting with somebody you've never met for weeks on end. That's a great way to waste time in my view if you're looking for a long-term committed relationship. So now you take a business-like approach and I use the spreadsheet because my memory's not 100% all the time, right? And I want to keep track of names of the gentlemen that I might meet in person. I want them to know that I can remember the names of their children or their dogs yeah. or whatever. Right. Well, that's about, interesting. Right? That's a good concept. Yeah. You're right. Like I, you know, because I know people do this when they're writing. They write a whole character list. So that's actually what they're doing. You know, because you don't want to write in a book. You don't want to write the guy had blue eyes when the guy had brown eyes. <laughs> Because that happens. You know, you start writing and you go, what color eyes does he have? So I guess this is the same thing here because you're writing, yes, they have a daughter, they have a son. You're right. And you don't want to ask them how's their dog if they don't have one. You're right. And I'll tell you, um, somebody who made a big impact on me by doing this was a gentleman I dated. Um, I went on a first date with him and he said he wanted to go out again, but it would be up to me to suggest a date and time. And I I said, I'm really sorry. I'm going away for a month. I was going up to Canada to go skiing and see my family. And he asked me when I was returning, and I told him. And when that plane's wheels touched down in Houston, I got a text from him that said, welcome back. (laughs) You know, I wonder if he had a spreadsheet, but I was so impressed that, you know, he he knew exactly when I was back. He cared, but he had left me alone for the four weeks. Maybe he read your book. Was that before your book? Was that before your book or after? No, no, that that was before my book. Okay. um, (laughs) Well, if they read your book, they know what you want. Yeah. Now, he he was actually in sales, so he was a very good uh, people pleaser. He he knew how to get (laughs) along with people. But back to the spreadsheet. Um, So, Besides keeping track of names and details and things that you've talked about, um, I also use a spreadsheet to keep track of what I call my pipeline of prospects. This is marketing talk, but basically when you're dating online, people will ghost you, disappear, or just not work out. I mean, there were wonderful men I met online. I met in person for coffee. And they called me and said, you know what, I've decided I'm going to try a committed relationship with this other lady. I just wanted to call you and let you know I really enjoyed meeting you. And I appreciated when they did that. Um, but it's an example also of this pipeline of prospects. You might be dating three or four men at a time. And dating just means coffee or dinner. It doesn't mean anything more than that. But, um, you know, they're going to fall out of your pipeline. You're going to fall out of their pipeline. So, 
you know, whenever that happens, you feel a little bit disappointed, and it's like you've lost an opportunity perhaps. But if you go back to your spreadsheet, you'll see that you have two other names on there that are still in play. So yeah. it's kind of a confidence booster for me. Oh, my God, yeah. And uh, the, the last reason why I used the spreadsheet was that I was horribly curious about how many men I'd have to meet in person before before I found a right fit partner. And as I said at the outset, I dated um, for two cycles, and in each of these cycles it took me eight men. So, in other words, I would date eight men, and it was that man where, you know, we'd go out two, three times, and then I would feel in my heart that, oh, he's the one, and I'm going to, you know, let the rest go and try a committed relationship for at least one year. Yeah, well, I mean, so it seems like you've got it all together here. So you're happy now, which is a good thing. Yes, I'm very happy. Yeah, we just got back from a ski trip uh, in California, Lake Tahoe, with some dear friends of mine. Um, I'm a skier, so skiing was um, a big nice-to-have on my list of criteria. It wasn't a requirement, but it was a nice-to-have, and I'm very fortunate. My sweetheart is also a skier, and uh, so I took him out to to Lake Tahoe, and we skied with with my friends um, from when I used to live out there. He's met them before, and we skied all over uh, the United States with them already. It's a, that sounds yeah. great. I mean, it, you know, this is a good thing because, I mean, so you didn't just run in and just choose anybody. So I think that that is one of the things that people have to realize. There's more than just one person out there for everyone, you know. So, you know, if they think that they've been married and they don't want to, you know, have another relationship, especially when they're young, you know, at 50, you know, you don't want to, you know, you might want to spend the rest of your life with someone else, you know. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to stop because, you know, age isn't a big deal anymore. You know, 50 right. is like young, you know. So, okay, I, there is, we want to, I really want to talk about one thing because we have to talk about that now, the coronavirus. So this is going to be hard for people. What, what do you think they should do in the meantime? Because you, you can't really go out, you know, and meet people. Right, so right. what's your suggestion to how to deal with all this? Because they are, lo- right. there is a lot of lonely people out there now, especially. Right. No. Um, well, I th- I think what's happening is we're all feeling um, some solitude, and maybe that puts us on an even playing field now. But I yeah. I was a, a very big advocate, as you heard me say, about meeting somebody in person. You know, getting yeah. off the online dating platform as fast as possible. And I spoke about talking on the phone, but clearly now with the advisory in place, we can't go and meet in person. That's not a good idea. So right. um, I I think you could easily use FaceTime, Skype, or Zoom in place of an in-person meeting. I wouldn't make it too long of a meeting, like I said before. Just keep it to 20 yeah. or 30 minutes. Um, and, you know, make sure you have some privacy and that you're paying attention and not multitasking. I think it would yeah. be also good if you don't have your camera up too close to your face. You know, maybe you could put it on the counter. See, that's, the um, that's the other problem. You know, actually, some pe- it doesn't always flatter people. That's the problem, you know. Um, and and they look much better in person than you do on Skype. So that right. is a hard right. thing. 
you know. Well, um, but it's, it's not the end of the world. It, you right, but well, you know how people are, though. You know, it it does, you know, because people go, oh, maybe she's older than she said she was, or maybe he's older, you know, and because you're right, if you hold it further back, that's a really good idea. So people will, you know, at least look like you're not on top of them, you know, face to face, right. you know. You don't want to be that close up. I mean, because that isn't really how people look at you, you know. Because when you see a whole person, you're not just glued on their face. You're just, you know, watching them talk and if they use their hands or if they're smiling. You know what I mean? It's just a different than a Skype. But for now, it'll have to do because otherwise. And I think this will give people time now to try to find people that they may really want to meet. Or they can actually develop a good relationship, I think probably, and when they meet, maybe they'll actually feel like they know each other if they can be, you know, talking to each other for a while. Right, right. it's going to be a little while before people can go out. Right, but, you know, the opportunity here is to make the other person laugh, and you can grab your cat or your dog, you know, and put your cat in the picture and or show your garden. You know, there are so many things you can do to add some levity um, and to personalize the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so a really good idea. Cuz you know this is going to be a new stuff. this is a new approach now, you know, and people will need to do this. That's why your book will probably be a lot more successful than you even think because I think this is people are now looking at books much more than they did before. Right. I mean, yeah, I know. I've bought I've purchased a couple of books that I'm reading right now too. Have a lot yeah. more time, but um, let me say one more thing, Marcia, about um, the coronavirus and impact on dating. Yes. I I still think if you're doing um, Skype or Zoom interview, you should pressure test their availability to meet in person. Obviously, you're not going to be able to do it in the next couple of weeks, but I think yeah. you should ask the question and say, "Hey, subject to the coronavirus and and you know us not being able to go outside, if that wasn't the case." you know, where would you like to meet? Because you definitely want to bust anybody idea. who's right. not sincere. And if, you know, right. if they say they're from Kansas City and you're from Kansas City and they can't think of a place where the two of you should meet, you know, you should be suspicious. Or if they say, no, I'm sorry, I can't yeah. meet. I'm going to be out of state for the next six months. Do you have a problem? Yeah, well, right. They're not going anywhere right now. <laughs> they can't be going out. Of, you know, <laughs> most of the flights, you know. So it's, it's, this is a whole new experience for a lot of people. And I do think that, you know, if people were maybe thinking, oh, maybe I won't do this. But now they might because, you know, let's say, you know, they even just said a little while ago on, on the news is that, you know, they don't want people to really be in groups. So it's very lonely for a lot of people. You know, I mean, it's all well and good. You have a family and everything, but what if you don't? You know, you're isolated right. in your house, you know, and so many things right. are closed. You know, but they did say, say for one thing, a good thing is people should go out and maybe they could take a walk or do something because, you know, you cannot sit in the house all day long. This is not good for anybody. Yeah. You know, so we're all going to have to learn new things, you know, to do. Right. And especially right. when you are alone, maybe you will consider online dating where you didn't before because this, you know, your friends, you have your friends, but now you don't have your friends because you're not going anywhere. Right. Right. There's no better time than now. I think it's a great time to, to try online dating. So what did we forget? Any of them? Did we forget anything yet? I'm just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Good. good Go ahead. What do you want? What else did you want to talk about? 
there, we don't there miss are, anything. There's one more guideline, um, my number six guideline, which I thought I would mention because I know it's a little controversial. One of my girlfriends um, from Canada said that she'd have some trouble with this one. It's called Let Him Take the Lead. I know. That's and, why I didn't um, ask you that. <laughs> I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Do I really want to ask that question? All right. So let's hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the question. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking I at the list that I wrote out. I'm thinking like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no. It's not because I moved from California to the South. It's only during the dating process that I advocate to all um, of my very bright, experienced, seasoned, and smart female peers to to back down or stand down a little bit during the dating process and let him take the lead. And the reason why is you're in a learning phase. Dating is an opportunity for you to get to know him. And even yeah. though he might not know all the restaurants that you love to go to or understand which Pinot is truly the best when the menu comes, don't jump in all the time and show off with all of your knowledge. Let, let him take the lead and see if he can, you know, find a table in a crowded restaurant or manage a conversation and ask you questions about yourself and then truly listen. Or observe if he's multitasking, distracted, or not really into you. Those are all things yeah. that yeah. you want to gauge. And you can only do that if you're not busy talking all the time or taking the lead yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, right, you know, uh, as you know, there's a lot of women, myself included, that talk, you know. I mean, one of my friends said, you know, when I went, like, you know, you're supposed to go in the grocery store now and just do your thing and not talk to people. It's hard for someone like me, you know. So they said to me, don't talk to people. I'm going like, really? You know, I mean, so I, you know, because I noticed in the grocery store that people were not talking at all to anybody. It's like weird. So I did say something to somebody and so my friend said to me when I told they go like don't talk just walk I'm like I can't you know but you're right <laughs> women do talk a lot of times a lot so so I guess I could see what you're saying but I think what your friend you know you're saying it sounds like okay fine let them lead you but that's not what you mean let them talk about themselves a little so you may not after you hear about them you may not even want to talk to them so it might be a good idea to let them right. Discuss themselves first, right? It's all about so you, you can get um, some feeling, some space. learn yeah. and and give them some space to to see you know who they really are, because um, you're you're going to need that information, right? Because that is hard. I mean, I think that's never changed. You know, I mean, and you just don't know. You know, like you know the movie Dear John. Was it Dear John or John? I don't know with Connie Britton. You know that movie? Did you see that movie? Where, no, um, tell me. But I, I'm going to look for it online now. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it was a series, and I I'm just it's uh, I think it's Dear Jobs with Connie Britton, and it was very good. He was so charming, so perfect. He was everything, and then he wasn't. So you know, it was really good. I think it's called Dear John, and um, oh, it's it. a true story. But it, and it was really oh. good. I mean, to you know, he lied a lot. So you know, and he was charming, and that yeah. can happen. So I think you know that's why I think in some ways you're right. Let them talk a little because sometimes if they say too much, you know, that's maybe good. Because you'll go, like, yeah, really, absolutely. you know, 
because sometimes men don't say what they're thinking. So if you, you know, and women too now, though, I can't, you know, it's both. You know, I think that's the world we live in now. So I think more or less it's good for people to try to be as honest as they can because if you go into a relationship then you're not honest, both of you suffer. It's not right, just right. one person suffering. You know, it's both. So do we get through all your list here? I'm looking to see if we, we got, got through, through everything. My seven, yeah, I think we got through my seven dating guidelines. And um, the, the last thing I wanted to say so we end up we end on a good note is um about compassion you know i think um when i was dating yeah. i had a wonderful rich experience i learned a lot about myself and i learned a lot about men my age um and a little bit older and a little bit younger um women are i've always been well, not always but recently living longer than men so i think you know there's nothing wrong with dating somebody a little younger or even a lot younger than you but the bottom line is be compassionate not just to yourself, but also to the men that you're seeing. They're they're struggling just as much as you are. Um, they're looking for the right fit partner. And I know that there's somebody out there for everyone. I certainly, you know, had a relatively wonderful process both times um, when I was dating. It, it, it can be a fun string of social adventures if you go into it with the right attitude and you set the right tone. So um, I, I really recommend The name of the movie is it's called Dirty John. It's called Dirty John, The Messy Prospect of Finding Your Own Happiness with Connie Britton. Okay, look You will that. enjoy that movie. It's called Thank Dirty you. John. Yeah. Thank and, you. Yeah. And this, is a, this was a movie about a very smart woman who met the wrong man. So, you know, that's that's why it's so important, like what you said, to really give yourself a little time because after the first date you'll find a little more the second time and the third time. And then the third time could be the charm or it could be not. So I think that's probably right. interesting because I think most people would say, oh, if you don't like them, forget it. But you're saying give them a chance one way or the other. Right. Right. No, absolutely. You know, so I think Big that matters. Time. It does. And, you know, by the way, if it's not a good fit on the third date, then you should make a hard decision. If he's not making it, you should make it. Don't be right. dragging out a relationship that you know isn't going to work. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good, that's really good advice because it's you know, you know, sometimes you get and sometimes you don't know till after a while. You know, we're not mind readers. You know, but I think you're giving people guidelines of what to do, and you've done it yourself. It's not like you just wrote it and you didn't do it. So, right, you know, right. people can write a book and say, oh, this is how you do it, but you actually did it, you know, and you've been out there yourself. It wasn't just interviewing people that did it. You did it. Right. So, I, yes, you know, I and that's right. And what what else would you like to say before? You know, I think that, you know, all of this is so interesting, and I know that it, it is a good discussion to, for women to have with their friends because, you know, sometimes if you go in – now, what about groups? Do you think, like, Group discussions are good when people go into groups to, you know, figure themselves out. How do you feel about that for women and men? Groups to figure out, like sometimes, you know, you're not happy in your life. So would that help other women talk to other women to see some of their experiences? Because some people are really scared to do anything. And men. Yeah, 
I've I've seen it cut both ways though. Um, in fact, I'm thinking um, I'm pretty serious about starting some workshops here in Houston for dating uh, women over 50 because I I've seen some groups of women bash online dating and bash men who you know who are trying to date and I'm not obviously I'm not a fan of that I don't condone that um so you know there are well that's right you're right about that because that's one of the reasons I have my show because even if it's what it's writing or if it's whatever bashing doesn't work you know and trying to help people figure out themselves or why they do things or you know what other people think I'm a big believer you know if you hear sometimes what other people have gone through it's pretty good but then if they start really negative i'm not really negative person so i don't like negativity because i think that doesn't help anybody you know i think even now we all have to be there for each other and try to keep our morale up for everybody because this is going to be tough right now you know and so i agree with you in workshops i think that would be a good idea for women. Yeah, I'm looking forward you know. to And to men doing if they that. wanted and to come actually because I think, you know, that's why when, you know, when I had talked to you then I started looking up things and reading some things and I realized that this really was for everyone. Cuz there, you know, true. guidelines, you know, cuz so many people go through this. At a lot of right. ages. And your tips are really for everyone. It's not just for yep. someone over 50, it could be under 50. Or way over 50, because it's 70, or people are still dating. So, you know, and I think they're probably even more scared at that age because, you know, you haven't been out there that long, you know. I mean, been on the dating scene for a long time, so what would you do then, you know. And I think when they read something like this, at least they get an opportunity to understand. Because sometimes if you ask your friends and they're not in the same position, they don't answer, you know, and they don't know. Right. So you are telling them you did this. And it's not really right. anything right. that they can hurt them. It's just a kind of a guideline so they really don't get hurt. So they right. take it more, you know. So I think this is for everyone, you know. So I think when you're out there, you know, speaking, which you probably will be as soon as things get better, you know, I think your audience is going to be pretty mixed, and I think that will be good. Maybe people will meet people <laughs> If you have seminars and speeches. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking you know, forward to it. Because you never know who's going to attend, so maybe somebody could meet somebody there. This could be a right. whole new thing. I, I did have a book signing uh, a couple months ago, and a couple of gentlemen showed up, which uh, was very surprising and delightful. So, yeah, no, absolutely right. Yeah, because I, I be like having men on. I like having men on the show as authors, too, because they think differently than we do. So I think it's very interesting. You know, not to close yourself off, you know, because I do think you will find men reading your book. I, I really are. do. I know that. Yeah, that's yeah, a good no, thing. Yeah, they are. Uh, so, and let's tell everybody where you can get the book, and it's all over, right? Every, and, you're, and you may do the audio yourself. We talked about that. Are you going to be doing that, the audio book? Yes, I'm going to be doing an audio book in the next three months. Um, I look forward to um, to getting that done. I'm not sure exactly how, but but it's going to be fairly straightforward. The book is available on Amazon.com and also on BarnesandNoble.com and Smashwords. Um, the website is OnlineDatingOver50.com. Um, and the Facebook page, there's too. Also you have a Facebook. I, I actually have these on my site here, but you have one, you know, 
OnlineDatingOver50.com. And uh, the hashtag is Christiane Notes. So that's my first name, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E, and then Notes, N-O-T-E-S. So you can find my Instagram that way as well. And we, ne- we never even said your last name, all right? So let's do that. We, oh, I, I noticed that at the beginning. Yeah. I forgot I didn't say it. So it's Christine. No, it's, Chris, it's, go ahead. Christiana? It's Christiane Heil. And um, my last name is spelled H-I-L-E. So, again, Christiane, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E. And last name is Heil, H-I-L-E. If you put that in Amazon, my book will come up. Um, or if you Google that, you should be able to find my website. And it's on the right, and it's on the show page for Blog Talk, you know, radio and Marsha Casper Cook and Michigan Avenue Media dot com. And also, I have uh, information about Fidelity Publishing. There's a you know um, a picture, uh, a photo on the online because I think you know, like you said before, you know, you need help to do a book. And you just can't go to anybody these days because you just don't know. So, I mean, I've known her for years. She's done all my books. And so I think that, you know, you were happy with her and you're out there marketing. And, you know, this is the way it is now. When you, This is a good book. It's not long, so everybody could read it and just, you know, get an idea of what they might want to do when they're out there because there are so many people out there looking for people. They don't want to, you know, loneliness is never a good thing. And I think especially no. now. I think people are going to really feel lonely. So I think this there's might be a good wo- time for people to start. There's a wonderful statistic from Dan Butner who who um, did the Blue Zones. I'm sure you're all familiar with the National Geographic yes. piece on people who live to be over 100. And yes. a quote or a statistic that he offers is that if you're in a committed relationship, that may add up to three years to your life expectancy. Yeah. I think it, you know, I think it is, you know, and I really think after this is all over, uh, I think people will have changed a little, and I think they will, I think this is going to be some, you know, really thought-provoking times for people, and lonely times, so I do think that they will start dating and not wanting to be alone, as much as maybe people thought, oh, I can be alone, because no, that's, because you can go to work, now you're not, people are not working, they're not going out, you know, they can't go to restaurants, so I think this would be a good time to read your book and get prepared for, you know, and start online dating. I think that's what I've heard from so many people, so many people that didn't think that was, like you said before, something to do. It is very popular now. You know, it really is. Yes. You know, and you yes, said the truth. Is. I think people that don't want to fix people up, they don't want to be responsible, you know, for a relationship gone bad. If they're the ones, you know, because if you have a good friend, you don't want to lose a friend because you gave them, a, you know, a number of somebody that might be good for them, but maybe not. So your friendship is more important. So that's why they, they, there's not as many people fixing people up, I think. I think you're right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So did we, we, didn't miss, we did not miss anything? This is a good thing. Um, so I, nope. And I'm hoping you'll come on again. Uh, what's your next project? Um, I, I've been entertaining the idea of writing a corollary book for men. Um, obviously, I'd have to do a lot of research for that one since I won't have personal experience from a man's perspective. Right. But, it's it's um, different. So <laughs> very different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot but of that should be, in, I think that would be very interesting. I really do. That would yeah. be equally well, as interesting because, you know, because I'm, it is different. 
Marcia, I have to tell you, I'm torn between that project and 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 tackling a rom-com, a romantic comedy script um, based on women dating over 50. For example, you know, like that movie, The Book Club. It, it would be yes, something I was, like was going to bring that up. It's a really good movie, and that's because right. Uh, Candace Bergman, that and that one was good because she was a judge, very successful, and she went online. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah, I think there was. I, I I really do like that movie. It was very interesting and entertaining, you know. And there were so many different aspects of it, which you know right. I thought were great. You know, I really did like that book. And I'm a romantic comedy writer. I know I do screenplays, but it is hard to get screenplays done. But it's you, you're basing it on your book, and it, and that's an interesting concept. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good project. Thank you. To do. I wish you luck. Thank you very much. I do. I do. (laughs) If you need any, let me know. And um, hopefully you'll come on again. Maybe you'll come on again. We'll talk about some different things with women. You know, uh, and anybody out there that is thinking of um, something that they want to talk about, and if you equally want to talk about something else, we can get a panel and talk about it because I think right now we're all going to be around. So I usually do shows once a week, but I think I might open it to more shows to different topics because I think we're all home, you know, and people, you know, this is an interesting way to learn things. And I I love it. I've done shows for 10 years. So, you know, if you think of something too, feel free to call me and let me know. I'm in. I will. I'd love to do that. I'm in for that. Okay. All right. And everybody, everybody stay safe out there and let's, we'll follow the guidelines and hopefully we'll be out of this soon and out dating, out, going out to restaurants, just like we did before and not lose too many people. That's the other thing. So let's stay safe and thank you again for coming on. Good luck. Thank you, Marcia. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.